Everything you learned and everything you have done in your life can be used. Hola, amigos, and welcome to the Add to Houston Amigos podcast, a podcast for young professionals in the marketing and advertising industry who are learning to navigate their early careers. I am Guido Falconi, the immediate past president of Add to Houston, joined today by my co-host and producer, Jacob Danton. Hey, this is Jacob, the the producer of this fine program and the audio chair of Add to Houston. He almost forgot what his job is. I, I did. Yeah. I did. And we are joined today by Britta Erickson. Um, Britta is the current Add to membership chair, Add to Houston membership chair. She is the former Add to Austin membership chair. She is also an integrated marketing strategist with the KVUE Media Group. Brita, thanks for joining us today. Hello. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, indeed. Yeah. Happy New Year to our listeners. We are back. Yeah. We are very sorry <laughs> we were gone for so long. Some of us were sick. Some of us were out of town. Some of us were sick again. And I might be some of us. <laughs> all three. I might be all three of them. You never know. You wouldn't know. How would you? Uh, but yeah, we're very happy to get this started again. Britta, thank you so much for joining us as our first guest for 2023. How exciting is that? Yeah, that is such a great honor, honestly. Like, whenever you asked me, I was super stoked. So, thanks. <laughs> yeah, now we've been wanting to um, get you on the podcast for a while. You have been with us, uh, how long now? Like, four months? Um, According to my LinkedIn, um, <laughs> it's been about six months, I think, that I officially, well, not officially because I didn't sign any contracts until about a couple months ago, but um, I started some duties back in August, so I would say probably around six months or so. Oh, wow. Six months mm-hmm. already. Okay. That's time yeah, really does fly when you're having fun. And we're always having fun <laughs> at that to Houston. We just never, never sure. thought. So, uh, Brita. You know, like I said, you you were with Out to Austin before. Uh, you are the membership chair now for Out to Houston. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved with Out to and maybe AAF as well? Yeah. Um, so I currently work for a Austin news station, um, and one of my coworkers uh, actually was. I think he went to college. Yes, he went to college with the now immediate past president of the Add to Austin um, chapter. And so he was trying to recruit everybody in the office. And I thought that it was a really cool opportunity to get to like meet people my age that are in the industry. Um, and then also, since it is kind of an affiliate of AAS, um, then it was also a great opportunity to kind of like talk to those people who have been in this industry longer and kind of give some mentorship tips and just some, you know, general advice and stuff. And the events are always super awesome and fun. Um, so I figured why not? And then, um, I like to be, if I'm part of an organization, I like to be in, like involved as much as I can be. Um, and so I was like, Hey, what can I do to be more involved? How can I help? Um, and I originally started just being on the public service committee, um, but I joined kind of at a weird time. So they were pretty much, I would, I want to say like 75% done with the project. Um, and yeah, so I kind of joined at a weird time and was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of was just there floating around in the background. And then I asked if there was something else that I could maybe do to like kind of make more of an impact. And then they were like, hey, we need a membership chair. And I love talking to people. I think it's really fun just like getting to know people in general, but also hearing all the different stories people have and, you know, all the different tidbits. And so I was like, yeah, it sounds like a great fit for me. So 
that is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, when it comes to membership chair, it it is one of the most or one of the positions that's most involved with uh, members and potential members, right? Because they're, you're going to be the yes. person that they mm -hmm. go to, or like the person that they'll send anyone who's interested to, right? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I, as you had mentioned earlier, I also do um, I'm the director of events for Houston Angels, um, yeah. and I'm sure we'll touch on that later. But uh, I do like <laughs> to, the whole event planning aspect of it. Yes. So getting to kind of you know create these fun experiences and events for. Um, people, you know, and especially, I don't want to say kids because they're not kids, you know, but young adults who, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you know, 32 and under, right? Yeah. yeah? That sounds correct. Yeah. 32, 32 and under. And under um, yes. You know, we still, yeah, we still like to hang out and do fun stuff, you know? So yeah. I feel like getting to mix pleasure with business in that aspect where you get to have these fun events and you get to really just like spread awareness of the organization to people that may not know that it's out there, that this opportunity is there for them um, is a really cool and um, awesome aspect of it. As we were just talking about, you are the membership chair for at Houston and you, and you were the membership chair for Austin before you came to Houston. Can you talk about what all that entails? Yeah. Being membership. Um, so it really, the dictionary definition is membership focuses on the recruitment and retention of our organization's members through partnerships, activations, and events. Um, so with that, it really is, this is just kind of, I don't know if this is necessarily like a membership chair duty, but this is just something that I find that I do is like any chance that I, or like any time or opportunity that I run into somebody who's in the same industry as us, or that could, is, you know, looking for a job in this industry, um, that's under 32 or under, um, I always bring up at you Houston. I'm like, Hey, have you heard of this? Um, you should just come to an event. You don't necessarily have to join, you know, and I feel like that's a really big, important part is like not pressuring people. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's a lot of organizations out there that are like, oh, like if you want this internship or if you want, you know, especially when we're younger, if you want this internship, if you want this job, you have to join this organization. And I feel like it just puts a lot of pressure. And um, I know that meeting new people and joining new organizations isn't the easiest for most people. Um, and so I feel like having the ability to kind of show people what we are about, um, in like a fun environment, you know, and it's not always like, I don't want to say partying because we don't really do that. <laughs> but, you know, it's not always just like, Woo, we're meeting at this happy hour thing, you know, like we just had our bowling event and that was super fun and we had a great turnout, I think. Um, yeah. and it was for, a, you know, just. Yeah. Uh, uh, now I'm blanking. You're gonna have to edit for now, but because <laughs> I'm pausing. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, just leave it all in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the bowling event was like a great turnout, and I feel like, um, especially with the power of social media, it's been a lot easier to get the word out of membership chair or membership chair of uh, membership for uh, Add to Houston. Yeah. The duties, I guess, really of membership chair are really just making sure that we're doing the things to retain the people that are here, but then also like creating new events. And I mean, you can have your, you know, your star events that work and that, you know, that work, but trying to find something new and fun and kind of keep up with what you're wearing. Um, <laughs> I think that's important too, is kind of keeping it fresh. Um, Cause not everybody wants to go to like a Ted talk happy hour thing. You know, yeah. some people want to just go to a regular happy hour, but some people do like the, you know, the education aspect of it as well. So I think that it's really just, 
making sure you're showing that this is an organization for everybody and it's not just well yeah everybody in the <laughs> media then, <industry>. yeah. but <laughs> you know what yeah I mean? if you're a lawyer you might not see a lot of stuff yeah, yeah maybe not i mean maybe if you're like an advertising lawyer but <laughs> oh yeah there you go yeah definitely <laughs> No, but you are right. Uh, one of the things that I, I like that you mentioned is the fact that you know you don't try to pressure people to join, right? And that really shouldn't be the case because people should join just based on our benefits, right? Based on the things that we do and the things that are beneficial because we do work really hard on the events that we come up with and not just us, but us around the country to provide like a great, great content, right? Right. The The type of things... And yeah, we do, sometimes we do educational stuff. Uh, sometimes we just want to have fun and play bowling and raise some money <laughs> for our scholarship. So it's a little bit of everything for everyone. But, so you work for KVUE Media Group, right? Uh, as an integrated marketing strategist. Can you uh, go a little bit into what that, you know, what that job entails, how you got connected with KVUE, and how you found that, you know, this is the area of the industry that I want to be in. You know, it's not necessarily a creative side of it. Yeah. So um, I'll try to not go into too much detail because it's kind of a lengthy story. But <laughs> um, I graduated from Texas State, um, Bill Bobcast, uh, with my degree in public relations and a minor in communication design, um, which is just a fancy way of saying graphic design. Uh, <laughs> okay. I was about to ask. Yeah, and so I got a job like right out of college working for a wine and beer tour company in Austin, and that was super fun, but um, it was just a little small, and I kind of wanted to like do something else. Um, but in the meantime, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I quit, and then I went to go work at a restaurant in the domain for, I think I ended up working there for like, uh, yeah, eight, nine months. And um, there, I met one of the managers there, um, who's now my best friend. Um, spoiler alert to the story. Uh, <laughs> but um, she was one of the managers, and um, she ended up leaving shortly after I started to go work at KVU. Um, her aunt is in the industry, and uh, she didn't really have any background in advertising or anything, but since her aunt was in it, she's like, I could do this, and she was really good at it. Um, and so she got hired as an account manager there, and then um, there was a happy hour, actually, that we kind of kept in touch, but there was this happy hour that was happening, um, like, maybe a month later, and she invited me, and so I went, and it, she's like, yeah, like, I know your background's in, you know, public relations, media, stuff like that, so you should come to this happy hour and kind of mingle and meet some people. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet of you for thinking of me. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I go over there, and it turns out it was the going away party for the person's job I was about to take. <laughs> well, that's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, right. But yeah. I had no idea. So I show up and everybody's like, who's this girl? And I was like, oh, hey, like, you know, Jenna invited me and, um, oh my gosh. you know, she says it's a happy hour. And they were like, oh, no, this is this guy's going away party. And I was like, oh, well, Awkward. I heard well, you guys is... had an opening. <laughs> and so this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so then, um, we set up an interview and then I went and interviewed like a week later and I got hired probably like two days after that. Um, and I got originally hired on as a major account manager for the national account. Um, and I got hired, like my start date was the week they sent everybody home for COVID when it first started. (laughs) Yeah. So it was a pretty insane like training process because I wasn't prepared to like have a you know corporate desk job if you will because that's kind of what it is um 
And so I was working, they gave me a laptop, of course, and I was working from my living room using like an upside down laundry basket as a desk. And I have this like giant love seat. So I was just in like the most awkward position trying to, and I was learning over like screen share and like speakerphone basically for the first like three months of my job there. And um, so I don't really think that a lot of other people can have that or can say they've had that experience. At least I hope not. I hope that they were able to be in the office and get the training. (laughs) But um, eventually they were so sweet and they like bought me a desk and they like hauled it up three flights of stairs and delivered it to my door. Wow. And um, yeah, that that was really nice. But um, I worked in that position for a little over two years. Um, I worked almost the two years completely remote. I don't think that we ended up going back into the office until like, Oh God, 2023 now. Right. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh huh. I think that we went back into the office like August or September of 2021. Yeah. And then they were just like testing it. Like we only went in like a day a week. Yeah. Um, and then COVID like kind of ramped back up again. So then we were working from home during the holidays and then, um, we actually both, well, she got COVID first and then she gave it to me because we lived together at that point. (laughs) So then we were really working from home for a couple extra weeks. Um, and then went back to the office, um, 2022. Let's see. Yeah, and then um, I, so with the major account manager, and I'm just kind of giving you like the whole lowdown of my career there, Um, major account manager was super fun. I did what I like to call um, advertising Tetris. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically when, you know, there's always breaking news, like forever. Yeah, yeah. Never going to stop. So, uh, you know, you have these spots that are bought, and then breaking news bumps them out. So you kind of have to find out a place to, um, a comparable program to put it in, or a different day. But, you know, there's always there's all these nuances with all these different advertisers. Um, and I worked on the national account. So I worked with um, like national car brands, grocery store brands, like health and wellness brands, stuff like that, um, that weren't like local to Austin. Um, so that was a pretty cool experience. Um, but it was pretty easy, not going to lie. I don't know if it was just like me, but <laughs> and that sounds, that sounds really like snobby, but I mean, it just came really natural to me and really easy. Um, well, that's and good. Yeah. I had a really good time. Yeah. But then I was like, Hey, I want to do something else. Uh, <laughs> but obviously I really, I love the company. So I didn't want to, um, you know, like just, like, quit. So yeah. I was like, Hey, like, how can we find something that's more like challenging for me? So we had our, um, integrated marketing strategist position that had been open for a couple of months actually. And, um, I was like, Hey, this looks kind of interesting. It's creative, but it's also research analytics. And, um, you know, that, that, scratches the itch in my brain. <laughs> yeah. So how do I get this? So I did a couple internal interviews and then they were like, congrats, got the job. Um, so I've been doing that for about Ooh. 10 months. I started in April of this past year. Um, and I love this position. It's so fun. Um, I The easy way of saying it is I do some research and I create PowerPoints all day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But, uh, yeah. So I do both uh, pre and post sale with the sellers at our station. Oh. So they'll do the initial phone call with whatever client um, come back to me with that information of like, Hey, here's the budget, here's their objectives. And then I kind of work with them um, to see what services, you know, that we offer. Cause we, it's not just broadcast at the station. We do broadcast, we do um, 
streaming, television. We do uh, digital aspects like the website and everything like that. So, I mean, there's a ton, ton of different components and a lot of services to choose from. Um, so we kind of go based over their objectives and their budget, and I create a nice little proposal for the sellers to um, present. And then I haven't heard anything bad about them yet. So it's <laughs> if you're doing a good job. So far, so yeah. good. Yeah, so far so good. And then we also have the post-sale um, aspect of it. So, you know, let's say that a client has been spending money with us for about six months or so. And they're like, hey, I mean, we send monthly reporting anyway, but these are kind of just like the big check-ins. And so they're like, hey, we kind of want to see, you know, like how many impressions we've received and, you know, where the money's actually going. So then we pull some reporting and um, put that into a PowerPoint as well, present that, you know, they're like, cool, keep taking our money. Um <laughs> But what I really enjoy about that whole thing is being able to take like numbers and something that looks pretty intense and confusing to the average eye that doesn't know how to read it. Um, Cause we're working with local businesses and this is like, you know, a mom and pop place that doesn't know how to advertise yeah. on websites or streaming television, anything like that. So being able to like educate clients as well and make it into a comprehensive format to where they understand what they're looking at. And they're like, that makes sense. Thank you. Yeah. I think that that's really important and it's a really rewarding part of my job because you're teaching people, you know, like, hey, there's all these avenues out here for you to help increase traffic to your business or whatever KPI you're looking to have, you know. And so I think that that's a equally as important part of the job from the presentation is also just the education aspect. And so that's what I really enjoy about that. Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. I mean, I'm. it's really great that they hire you and even though the pandemic started, they were able to keep you. But yeah. also, it's really nice that they bought you a desk because I had to fight so to nice, add for right? a second screen. <laughs> like, I was like, hey, I could really use a second screen. And I'm like, well, we have to go through acquisition and mm. all that. I'm like, it's okay. My, my boss is not listening to this. Uh, but yeah, it took a while to get <laughs> So, I mean, it, you know, clearly this is a company that has taken care of their employees, right? And that's really kind of what you want when you are looking for a job, especially when you're young, somewhere where you really fit in and somewhere that's going to take care of you, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's been, like, one of the best parts, I think, about this company also is that it's not just, like, a job. Like, the people, even though I worked pretty much <laughs> the majority of my career from, you know, my living room, uh, <laughs> it's been a real family dynamic. And I, I know people always like hate that phrasing of like, we're a family. Uh, but I mean, it's really like we fight like family. We love like family. Like it's really, we party like family. Yeah. <laughs> um, sales gets wild. We love it. But <laughs> it's, oh, I um, yeah. And I mean, we have people from all aspects of life, I guess. Like we have people that are like our age, um, some of the account managers, they just graduated from college. And then you have your sellers that have been there for like 35, 40 years, you know? So, I mean, you have people who have been there for, for since the beginning, people who are fresh and like have new ideas and everything. So it's really nice to kind of just have like a smorgasbord of people <laughs> on the team, but it really does make us like each person's unique. And so I love that everybody's just like one big weird family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Aside from all that, you, you've also spent two seasons as a broadcasting lead for the Texas State hockey team. Can you talk? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> can you talk a little bit about your experience in that and whether or not you would ever pursue a career in sports? Oh my gosh, yes. Um, so my family, well, I think my parents are from Minnesota. Um, oh, so hockey is kind yeah. of like 
what I grew up on. Um, I was born in California. I moved to Texas when I was eight. So don't come for me, all the California haters. All right. I was grandfathered <laughs> in before all that happened. But, um, yeah, I mean, like hockey's always just been a really big part of my life since my parents came from a state that hockey was really big in. Um, and I don't know. I just always thought it was super fun. And then I found out that Texas State had what they called the, the ice babes at the time. Um, and they're basically like the marketing fundraising team for the hockey team because they're a club sport. They're not like funded by the school. So we had to do a lot of fundraising events and marketing and whatnot. Um, so that was a really fun experience. And it was like, I don't want to say it's like a sorority cause it wasn't, <laughs> it was just fun having like a group of girls and we would like go and dress up like all cute for the games and like cheer them on like, yeah, hit them, you know, but, <laughs> 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 and, um, then one of the boys came into one of our meetings one day and was like, hey, um, I know that you are in the in the communication school. Um, do you know anybody who is in broadcasting that would be interested in this position? And I'm just always a person that, like, just wants to try stuff, right? And yeah. I was like, oh, I can do it for sure. Uh, <laughs> I've had no broadcasting experience in my life. And I was like, yeah, I love hockey. Like, I know all this stuff about it. Like, yeah, let's go. So um, I, th- at the time, they were practicing at a rink in San Antonio. So I would have to like drive an hour or something in, you know, to San Antonio from in, from San Marcos to go to these games. And what they didn't tell me is that I was like the only broadcaster. So I had oh, to no. do the broadcasting, the <laughs> clock, the video, like the every like the graphics. I had to do everything oh, like all at once. And so there was oh, so no. many, my my first season was not great because it literally there's so many delays. The clock is still running. I know. So that was pretty rough. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It was super fun. Um, and the parents really loved it, especially like seeing a woman kind of in this usual male dominated position. Um, and then I fought really hard for having like an intern team. I was like, we need to figure out a way to make this happen because there's no way that if you want these to be good quality videos that I could be the only person doing it. So I ended up being, yeah, we ended up, I, you know, kind of advertised a little bit throughout the school and, um, we got, I want to say two, three, we had three, but it dropped down to two, um, interns that, uh, helped with the video and, um, the commentating and all that stuff. And, uh, I kind of was, I also did the broadcast. I was more like the color commentary, to be honest. Uh, (laughs) Well, you were doing the comment, you were commenting during the, uh, yeah, yeah. So I (laughs) started off doing the, the play by play, like during games. Oh, that's Um, really cool. And then, yeah, it was super fun, but like I'm saying, trying to like do that and then also like move the camera and then like, yeah, no, that's a lot. (laughs) too much for one person. Yeah. But it was super fun and uh, made some great lifelong friends through that organization. Um, yeah. yeah, it was just a good time. Yeah, it, and as far as like pursuing a sports career, I yeah. mean, I'm not against it. So, you know, if this reaches <laughs> the right people, what's up? Um, but <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll put her number in the, uh, we'll put her email in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look her up. Hit her up. <laughs> she's looking. Well, no, she's not looking, but. Hey, um, yeah, well, that's awesome. Uh, we obviously we I'm actually surprised that Texas State had a hockey team in any capacity. Uh, I mean, Houston used to have a hockey team a long time ago, and they haven't been here for like ten years now. Sadly, uh, yeah, a yeah. lot of Texas schools actually have hockey teams. Like we played against Texas Christian. It was oh, us. Wow. Um, UT has one. Texas Tech has one. 
Um, there's like UT El Paso has one. I mean, they're, they're everywhere. You just don't really hear about it because it is a club sport. It's not uh, considered like a school yeah, sport. And so school. those are yeah. usually like the more overlooked ones. Yeah, I've, I've been to one, maybe, I think just one uh, hockey game. I, I saw the Kings, the LA Kings, when I was in LA a while back. It was a, f- uh, it's so much fun. Hockey is fun. Hockey in Hockey's person. Fun. It's so fun. I can't get into it on TV, but like in person, man, mm-hmm. you can see like blood flying and stuff. You're close yeah. enough. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The energy and the, crazy. the rink is definitely like not to be messed with for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I wouldn't want to, you know, I wouldn't want to mess with any of those guys. <laughs> Rita, you obviously work for KVUE, but I know that you do a lot of, um, you do a lot of nonprofit work, right? I believe you work mm-hmm. with uh, the Alliance for Women in Media, or you, you work with, right? And now mm-hmm. you work with the Houston Angels. Um, what, you know, what drives, and obviously you're still working with A2, almost forgot to mention that. Mm-hmm. So what drives you mm-hmm. to really take on all this responsibility, but also, you know, what drives you to want to be part of these organizations, help them and provide them your, your, your professional experience? Yeah, so, um, I mean, I've always been big on volunteering just because I've been very fortunate in my life to have walked the walks that I've walked <laughs> um, and to end up where I am. Um, and that's not to say that I didn't work hard also, but I've just been fortunate enough to not have too many obstacles to jump over. Um, but that's not the case for some people. Um, and so specifically, like, Houston Angels, um, it's a nonprofit that uh, helps uh foster families and youth in foster care. Um, and they do that through offering um, support through intentional giving, relationship building, mentorship. Um, and so I'm the director of events. Uh, I just got officially voted in a couple months ago as well. Um, hey, congratulations. And... Congrats. Thank you. Well, that's some thank you. clapping um, in the background. Yeah. Some yeah. post, yes. Oh, wonderful. I love yeah. that. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. The director of events... Um, I really help develop and oversee um, committees and volunteers for all of the different events, assist with the event planning, um, budgeting and coordinating. And then um, I delegate each event to a chair of um, whatever subcommittee. I know there's like a lot of like words in that. Um, But if there's not a person willing to step up, then I'm kind of like the fill-in chair until we can find somebody who wants to champion that event. Um, and then I also brainstorm ideas and work with the board members and different committees um, from the ideation to the execution of the event. Um, and I really have just always loved event planning. I think it's super rewarding because you, you know, you work really hard to create this thing, you know, and then everybody has a great grand time. And it's just awesome seeing everybody enjoy what you have worked hard to do, um, especially when it's for a great cause. Um, and I mean, I don't have any personal experience with foster care or, you know, having like a sibling or anything or having a foster family. Um, but it's always hit really hard in my heart, um, that and adoption. I don't know why. I don't even know like really where that started. Um, but it's been like that since high school where I knew that one day whenever I was in a position to do it, I would definitely open my home to those who need it. And I've always been interested in adoption myself. Um, but one of my good friends from college, uh, she's the executive director of Teaching Angels. Um, and she does amazing work. Her name's Hannah White. Uh, and she was like, hey, I know that you're looking to, you know, kind of when I moved back to Houston on, a couple months ago, she was 
like, hey, I know that you like to volunteer and stuff and um, would really love your help with this. And so I really just started um, volunteering for events and I helped with um, their annual golf tournament and that was super fun. Um, so be on the lookout for that because that's going to be coming up here in the next couple of months also. Um, and then I was like, this is fun. How can I help further? So she said, well, we do need a director of events on the board. So I went ahead and told her I was interested and kind of was history after that. Um, one of my longer volunteer since have been um, for Austin Alliance for Women in Media, and um, they are a media group that, well, it's more of like an organization that supports women in media, right? Um, and I am the co-chair for the Trailblazer and Awards of Excellence, um, and that is like one of our biggest events. It's a huge gala that happens in Austin. Um, we present our um, scholarship award to um, a very lucky um, young woman who is attending a college somewhere in the Austin area um, or surrounding areas. And um, it's just a great way to also honor and kind of like recognize our colleagues who are doing a really great job in the, um, in the media world. Um, so, I mean, there's like, you know, best local journalists and best TV commercial and best, you know, radio journal. I mean, there's a ton of different, um, I think there's, if I counted correctly, we have like 45 categories. Wow. Yeah. So it really, it's a broad, I say broad, it's not really, it's like specific, but it, ha- it casts a wide net of people who can win these awards. And um, I myself was last year actually nominated for the um, TV Unsung Hero. Oh, oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was super fun. Um, and yeah, I didn't win, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's just a fun little organization that, um, really supports women in media and our board is, um, completely female except for, um, one of our communications, uh, board members. His name is AC. He does a great job. Um, shout out AC. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, I don't really remember how I got involved in that either. I think that one of my older coworkers that she used to be on the board, um, she's like, you love this. It's such a good, fun thing to do so i joined it because <laughs> i have a problem of joining to a lot of things <laughs> that's funny that is funny yeah and you know one, one of the things that you mentioned is that how much you like the event planning aspect of it uh as someone who has built a career on event planning and event marketing i know how much fun it is and just how stressful that can be uh yeah you kind of just expect everything to go wrong uh <laughs> Most of the time, it's, if you did it, you, you did your the, job right. It's part yeah. of the planning, right? It's... Yeah. <laughs> you have a plan B yeah. that, you know. You, plan you A know. through Z. Yeah. yeah. And, and most of the time, everything works out. But it, it is one of the most, I don't know why I like it. I don't know why I decided to <laughs> to pursue it just as a career. But yeah, it is It is stressful. So it, it is really, it's really admirable that you put all of that stress on you while also doing it too, while also doing your job. And, you know, and, you know, you're doing great things. Uh, it's amazing things for the, for the community, but that's, you know, that's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Thanks you guys. Yeah. And I, I'd never actually, I had never heard of, um, uh, Houston Angels and they do look like a really great organization. Yeah, they are fantastic. And we just had a really successful, um, Christmas uh, I right. myself personally delivered a few gifts to some families, and that was really awesome, getting to see just, yeah. like, how excited the kids were when you, like, drop off the presents. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. um, yeah, so, I mean, we had, like, a huge wrapping party where it was um, Hannah's fiancé, her, yeah, Nick, 
um, you know, it's retrospect motor works. Um, if anybody needs any cars, uh, <laughs> this is my plug for them. <laughs> if anyone needs any, um, fan, fancy car, uh, if you need, need a car, guy. Um, look him up. Yes. <laughs> but, um, he was so nice enough to let us use the, um, like the warehouse part of his shop to, um, oh, that's so cool. organize everything. And we had kind of like a table set up with different, um, wrapping paper and scissors, tape, everything. There was like some drinks there, some food. There was this little like cotton candy spinning thing. It was super fun. Um, but it was really awesome because there was like 350 presents, I think, or oh, something wow, like wow. that. Yeah, and yeah, so we had a bunch of volunteers that showed up and the families that sponsored the foster mm-hmm. families um, yeah. show up and kind of wrap the presents for those kids and everything. And it was just like so heartwarming to see everybody come together to, you know, make these kids Christmases because it's not always like this. Um, yeah. So the fact that we're able to make a difference in like over a hundred kids lives has been super awesome. No, that's amazing. Yeah. Children, mm-hmm. obviously they're very vulnerable, but I think one great Christmas like this is something they can look back to. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it definitely sounds like you've had a very, I don't know how to put it, a uh, colorful career. <laughs> 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 that's one way you've been able to do it, yeah. a lot of a lot of different and cool and interesting things how um how has ad to helped you find your way through the the industry throughout the years yeah ad to has been man i don't even know if there's really words to say it because it it really truly is a sense of community and i mean i've always kind of been an old soul so i like gravitate towards like these older employees you know so it's also great that we get to work in tandem with AAF because we get to meet those people and have those kind of joint events and whatnot um but add to itself has been a really great way to make friends to find those connections uh, I mean we're part of the slack channel for add to Austin still and um you know there's always job postings and they're like hey I have a friend at this company who's looking for a copywriter or you know somebody unfortunately gets laid off and they're like hey I just got laid off like does anybody have any connections and there's immediately like five people in that chat saying, oh yeah, like, let me pass along your resume. And then, um, I mean, one of our account managers at KVU, I actually, she sent me her resume via Slack through Add to Austin and I gave it to my managers and she was hired like a month later. Oh, so oh, yeah. it's really, yeah. And it's really a great opportunity to just like meet people in the industry. Cause try, <laughs> there's a lot of technical things that go on in advertising and marketing and everything. And it's, trying to explain it sometimes to people who don't necessarily like grasp like the whole concept of it is I feel bad for them because they're just like what are you talking about <laughs> I feel bad. so having like a group of people who know what you're talking about or like understand what you're going through you know and you're able to like kind of relate to them on that level is really that's not just like your immediate coworkers has been really nice um and also just I mean we get all those fun little benefits like we get some um just discount, heavily discounted courses through eCornell um and like a bunch of shipping discounts through like UPS and all these other um companies that we use for our graphics and stuff like that um so I mean aside from the benefits I really enjoy the community aspect of it and then um I think it was last year yeah last spring um I was a part of the mentorship program um for add to Austin and so they connect um with well I guess we connect with um college students um, who are in like your junior or senior year and kind of give them just like mentorship advice of like how to navigate applying for a job and then like internships and stuff like that. So we, that's like a three month or so program. Yeah. Three months. And, um, so getting to meet with my girl 
and kind of walk her through what I wish I had known whenever I was um, graduating college. <laughs> That's been really awesome too. <laughs> yeah, it it's funny. We always we always think about what we should have done. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's great right? that you're passing that on. Um, and it is. Definitely uh, want to echo your sentiment on the the community aspect for that too, right? I mean, you are a great example of it because you were with that to Austin. Uh, and then you moved to Houston, you know, because, mm -hmm. well, let's be honest, Houston's a much better city. <laughs> <laughs> I might, some might argue the greatest city in the world. I've heard that. Um, but, you know, you came here. How many sources for that? <laughs> you know, I will find them. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, but you, you came here and you became part of uh, the club because your membership goes with you. But you also were involved with the with the, the board. And, you know, you and I had already met before. And I think you, you had known Alex already, right, from one of the many events that we've gone to. So, yeah, we went to the um, the conference uh, in Dallas some, at SMU, yeah, I think, right? Something like that, yeah. yeah. So there's definitely that, you know, like I said, it, it's the sense of community. I mean, we are community. We are connected, right? We keep in touch, and, you know, I think that's amazing. And, you know, we're very happy that you're here. Absolutely. Um, happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that I noticed on your LinkedIn is you have a number of certifications, like Sprinkler, Hootsuite. Oh, gosh. Um, which I think is awesome. Would you say that these software certifications have helped you in your career? Uh, have you utilized them at any point to, like, like put them on your resume? You know, how, how have you taken advantage of them? I always put them on my resume. Um, I don't, I haven't personally had to use any of these platforms yet. Um, so Hootsuite. Sprinkler is like the modern Hootsuite. I mean, Hootsuite is still really, very relevant, um, but I feel like Sprinkler is more just kind of like... I cannot use Sprinkler. ...hones in on specific things for marketing. Um, but Hootsuite actually, I think it costs like 150 bucks to get the certification, but we got it for free in college. So it was oh, like, yeah, oh, wow, yeah, yeah, sign me up. Nice. Yeah, yes. that was awesome. all the free stuff. Um, we, we, yeah, we actually got like extra credit, I think. Like they paid oh, for it, but awesome. then they also gave us extra credit for it. That's <laughs> so, that so awesome. cool. Um, yeah, so I got that my senior year of college. Um, so I've had that for mm, almost three, or oh, three, almost, I'm like, how old am I? Almost five years. Um, <laughs> and um, the sprinkler ones, um, I got those in February of last year, I believe. And I kind of was just like honestly bored one day. I was like, hmm. And they offer all these for free also. Oh, um, uh, yeah. And so, I mean, I figured why not? And just in the case that I need to know how to use these, or like use this platform because it is a pretty prominent one um, in the marketing and just like general communication industry, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I don't have to, I only have like three of those, but um, <laughs> I mean, they're super easy. It's like taking like a Google ad manager course, you know, and I ashamedly, I'm not certified in Google ad manager. <laughs> <yet. laughs> um, <laughs> what? But um, I know, I That's know. Like the crazy, one that it, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, these are just something that like on a Saturday I was bored and they're like, what do I do? So I said, well, why not educate myself further, um, on my own accord? So. Exactly. Yes. And yeah, I actually, one of the things that when we've talked to like students and stuff, uh, or people trying to join, one of the things I always recommend to them is I like, get certifications on Google, like ad manager, you know, uh, keywords, any of those, all these programs offer free training basically for mm -hmm. it. and 
it's just such a great tool to have to say, yeah, I am proficient in this. I mean, you know, maybe you're not proficient, but at least you know the, you know the theory of it, right? Um, yeah. But you know, in it's, it's maybe sometimes you're bored, I guess, uh, and get sprinkler <laughs> certificate. I've never heard of sprinkler. I think, <laughs> I think I'm gonna go yeah, and get certified on this. Is, yeah, sprinkler is like I've only really seen it on like often job postings where they're like sprinkler certified, and I'm like okay, but like I mean I haven't really seen it anywhere else. It might just be like an often thing. I'm really not sure. It could um, be, but I figured. <laughs> Yeah, I figured, well, why not have it just in case? Um, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Resume pattern. Yeah, you know, some yeah, sometimes you just need to yeah. fill up you a little bit. You know what? For every lack of Google certification that I have, I have three sprinkler certifications. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't believe you have sprinkler and no Google. Mm-hmm. I would have thought that you had Google just off the, off the top. I know. Yeah. I mean, now I'm ashamed that I'm going to go take it after this. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, but yeah, awesome. No, this is... Uh, yeah, I... I Sorry, like I said, these are these are very important things. Uh, I mean, a little bit of uh, resume padding, but you, listen, it's never going to be a bad thing to know how to use a software. And all the softwares that I learned through all of my jobs, I make sure to note them because you don't know who else is, is using mm-hmm. Sprinkler or Marketo or Hive or, you know, Later.com or whatever it is, you know. Um, and if that company happens to use it and you just happen to know about it, you have... You know, you're already ahead of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, education, especially in this industry, is, like, always continuing. Um, yes. I mean, I hope that people put themselves in, you know, positions or find a company that is willing to, like, help with that continuing education. But, I mean, if that's not the case, there's tons of free courses and yes. stuff online to that where you can just teach yourself, you know? And that's so. how a lot of people that I find... <laughs> not to... <laughs> not to put the blame to like shine a spotlight on anybody, but you know, like social media management, I wanted to do that for a long time. And I really thought about going back to school to do it, but there's so many courses online that you can just like get for free that have taught people how to do it. And they're in really great positions at a company now. And they didn't go to school for it. They didn't do these things. And I'm not saying that's like, you know, you should, you should go to school. I really do encourage it because it helped. I wanted, I went to school originally to be a dentist. (laughs) I'm graduating with a degree in public relations. We should yeah, have touched on that. Yeah, yeah, but I really think that school gives you that opportunity to kind of like explore yeah. what you right. want to do. You know, I mean, you don't necessarily have to. You can just go into general whatever, like your freshman year, exactly. and then you can kind of see what you like and what you don't like, and then kind of hone in on that whenever you're getting closer to graduation. You know, um, yes. but I mean, I really think that education is important and whether you do it yourself like post-grad or you know you do have a chance to go to school um i think that that's an opportunity that you should definitely take absolutely um, yeah yeah i 100 percent agree with you i you know i study advertising and now i do event planning <laughs> so you really never know so that was that was a really good piece of advice, <laughs> Britta. What other advice would you have to for young people who want to enter the marketing or advertising uh world I would say, ooh, this is a good one. Oh, yeah, get a Google certificate. Get multiple certificates. Let me get you started. Okay. <laughs> no, I would say, honestly, like, don't be intimidated by, like, if you're looking at a job posting and you're like, oh, they want, like, five years of experience, apply to the job. Like, most of the yeah. time, they say things on there, but just because you don't fit every single qualification that's on that job posting does not mean that you're automatically like X made from being considered for the position. Um, 
like I found myself in plenty of positions where I applied for jobs and I didn't have like a majority of the qualifications, but they still gave me a call back and like I got interviews for it. Um, now I'm sure if I had a majority of the qualifications, I probably would have gotten the job. But <laughs> what I'm saying is don't be afraid to put yourself out there and to apply for these jobs. Um, but also be intentional when you're doing it. Like, don't just apply to a job to apply to a job because they can test that also. And it's a waste of your time and their time as well. So, I mean, if you're applying to like 50 jobs a day just to apply to jobs, like you should stop doing that. Um, <laughs> but really take time to kind of look like, oh, like this is something that I could possibly be interested in. Or, oh, that's something that I didn't even know existed. Like, let me find out more information. And most of the time, even if you don't like end up getting the job, you learn something new about something else that's out there. So I really think it's important to just like not discount yourself and to really just put yourself out there and not be afraid or intimidated to apply to something that you might not normally have thought to apply to. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's good. That's great. That's great advice. Yeah, I think so. Um, it is a little ridiculous sometimes. I'm going to put some people on the spot, but like sometimes they're like, hey, this is an entry level position and we mm -hmm. want four years of experience. Like, <laughs> I don't think you know what entry level means. Right. Um, but I'm like my yeah. experience was my college that I went to. That was my entry level. <laughs> yeah, four years of college. That's the four years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you got involved in college, right? You did other stuff, but mm -hmm. yeah, definitely, it, it, it can be intimidated, intimidating, like you said, uh, sometimes to see some of this, and, and you're like, oh, I don't have the the required experience or whatever, and you never know. They might they might get you right. Uh, my current job, mm -hmm. I was missing some of those requirements, but because of some of the work I've done in the past, they wanted me to be there. So mm -hmm. you just never know. You just got to put everything in there. And I mean, the worst thing that can happen is they just don't call you. Right. You know, yeah. Just, yeah. And I would say yeah. also like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say get used to rejection. Honestly, most people, most yeah, places are not going to call you. Rejection is hard. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I have the love life to back that up. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, I would say also like, those transferable like soft skills you know yes. like i was in the service industry for a super long time um and yeah. you know i may not know all these technical like programs and stuff but my ability to adapt super quickly and to pick up things fast and to be like a hard dedicated learner people see that exactly. so i mean just because like once again you don't have all of like the exact qualifications of knowing how to do this program or this like if you're willing to learn and they can tell that you are like willing to learn there, there's a higher chance of you getting that job or, you know, yes, just getting that interview in general. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Once they, everything you, you learned and everything you have done in your life can be used. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's a great piece of advice. Just, that's okay. awesome. Well, uh, Brita, that's actually all the questions we had. Um, you know, we're so thankful that you were able to join us. Uh, you know, once again, a little peek behind the curtain for the, uh, for the listeners, but this was kind of a difficult <laughs> interview to get together so i'm so glad that you were able to just roll with it and join us and it won't happen again <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean thank you so much for having me it was really awesome getting to talk with y'all and to kind of give you know a little bit of advice just, i hope it helps somebody you know if anything oh, absolutely. It will help one person, but <laughs> for sure yeah if you help one person that's all you need right yeah that's enough yeah, yeah. that's that's one person who's doing better now uh but again sure, yeah, exactly. this has been just a lot of fun we uh, we love having you here. Uh, we love having you in Houston, and I'm pretty sure we have a board meeting on a couple of days. We so do. I, we have it tomorrow. Wait. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, we're yeah. very happy again. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's all. Anything else for you? Right, oh well. yeah. Hey, Brita, how can people find you? 
Oh, um, before we go, I'm yeah. on LinkedIn. Yeah, it's uh, LinkedIn.com slash yeah. in slash Britta Erickson 7. Um, and that's like the main way to reach me because I don't really use anything else. Um, yeah, my Instagram said the private, and so if you're random and I don't know you, I'm not going to let you follow me. <laughs> <laughs> so Agreed. A hundred percent. Yeah, go connect with Britta, especially if you are in the sports industry. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thank, you so <laughs> thank you so much, Britta. Thanks, Britta. Hey, before we go, don't forget to check out this year's American Advertising Awards presented by the American Advertising Federation of Houston. The awards celebrate the best of the best in our industry. And when you take home an Addy, much like an Oscar, it is something to celebrate. For more information on the awards and how to register for the gala, go to aaf-houston.net. Can't wait to see you there. Oh, one more thing. If you live in Houston, you're probably a Rockets fan. Hard as that might be at times. But while the team sees to rebuild on the court, the business side of the organization sees the rebuild as an opportunity to create a new brand around up-and-coming players and enhance fans' experiences. Join us on Wednesday, January 18th from 11.30 to 1 p.m. at the ballroom at Tanglewood, where we will speak with... Julian Duncan, Houston Rockets CMO, and Sarah Gibson, VP of Suites, on how the Rockets are turning a rebuilding challenge into a marketing opportunity. To register, go to aaf-houston.net. Can't wait to see you. Thank you for joining us today. The Add to Houston Amigos podcast is produced at Radio Lounge. Add to Houston is a collaborative collective of young communication professionals, aged 32 and under, who are looking to make a difference in the industry. If you would like to become an amigo, join us at at the number two houston.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at at the number two Houston. Thank you for listening.